does have it all. All of our pre-owned vehicles are Hubler Q certified, which include a 128-point vehicle inspection, a free Carfax vehicle history report, and two warranties. A two-year, 100,000-mile powertrain warranty and a 30-day, 1,000-mile comprehensive warranty. Visit any of our 13 locations today or click drivehubler.com. Good evening, everybody, and welcome to Network Indiana's Indiana Sports Talk. I'm Bob Lovell, and it's brought to you by Indiana Donor Network. Glad you're with us. Thanks for joining us last night on a busy Friday night. Coming up tonight, got a lot of college football to talk about. We'll talk about Notre Dame and Purdue. Uh, talk a little Colts. Big win for those guys last night. And some high school football right now, though. He's the star of our show. He's a superstar. He's got the scores every 15 minutes. It's Network Indiana's Nathaniel Finch superstar thank you coach it's nathaniel finch with network indiana sports let's get right into it football returned in the form of high school ball just a couple weeks ago but how about this we finally have some college football to report notre dame the fighting irish in dublin ireland they get the dub 42 to 3 over the navy midshipmen a big one there for notre dame and their new starting quarterback we'll tell you more about him in a bit let's talk about some baseball scores a few games that are live right now the cubs up 8-4 to four in Pittsburgh, top of the 7th, 2 outs. The Reds down one nothing. That's in Arizona, bottom of the 4th, 2 outs. We've got the Cardinals currently down quite a bit, 12-1 to one against the Phillies in the bottom of the 7th. Things are looking good for the Chicago White Sox, up 6 nothing, top of the 8th. We've got a couple final scores for you. The Astros beat the Tigers in Detroit, 9-2. to two. The Guardians defeat the Blue Jays, 8-3. to three. Rather, the Blue Jays defeat the Guardians. I beg your pardon. I'll give you some more scores here in 15 minutes. Nathaniel Finch with Network Indiana Sports. Welcome back, everybody. This is Bob Lovell. It's Indiana Sports Talk. Glad you could join us. 30 years of doing this. All my Friday nights for 30 years have been gone. Nothing wrong with that. Get a chance to hang out and talk about high school football. Same thing with Saturdays. You know, the drill. Everybody understands the drill. Friday night, high school, Saturday night. College. So Notre Dame opens up with a W, 42-3 over Navy. This one in Dublin, Ireland, 49,000 people in attendance. Pretty cool thing. We're going to talk to Dr. Lynn Clark from Irish Illustrated, who is actually, we're going global tonight. This is the Global Bob Network tonight. I am global with Mr. Clark talking from Dublin, Ireland. Get ready for that. So we are we are ready to talk about that. Also, later on tonight, we'll talk Purdue, Purdue, IU, uh, getting ready, getting ready next weekend. Play some football. It's here. It's absolutely here. Also tonight, Matt Taylor, the voice of the Colts, will join us. Talking about uh, the Eagles matchup last night. We're getting closer and closer to opening the season. It's about time. It's a long, long time uh, to, to begin practice before you finally get a chance to play somebody for real. But uh, it was a, a, an interesting night, pretty good solid night for Anthony Richardson. People understandably excited about what might be, what could be, and what everyone hopes should be. Uh, a very impressive career. So he he did not disappoint last night. Played played pretty well. Everybody's excited about that. So we'll talk with uh, the man himself uh, coming up. So Colts uh, beat the Eagles 27-13 on. 
Thursday. Thank you, Nathaniel Finch, for the reminder. They all run together for me. Thursday, Friday, you know that. So now off for two weeks. And we find out on Tuesday what the roster situation. Nathaniel Finch, grab a microphone. You know, don't don't text me. Grab a microphone. Tell me now. Tuesday we got the cut down date, right? That's right, four o'clock. You know what? These decisions are never easy. But they, they I think they, they what they tell you is, you know, the first uh, the first few are relatively easy, but then you have to start making some real decisions. Then it gets kind of tricky, and so. Um, do we have any idea what what their thoughts are right now? Do we have any any inkling of what direction they're going in? And I would think that uh, based on Thursday night's performance or lack of performance by some wide receivers, they're, they're giving some strong thought to what that situation might be. Well, coach, they not only have to decide who of their players they want to get rid of, but then they're you know they're deciding who on these other right. rosters that get cut. Who do we right. add at five o'clock on Tuesday? Yikes. Good, good, uh, good call. So that's all Tuesday. I'm all. I mean, I said this last night on the show. I'm a, it's always, and I'm not an NFL um, aficionado, so to speak, and I don't really pay that much attention to roster moves and this, that, and the other. That's you know, that's the job of the people much more qualified than I. I'm a basketball guy, but it's always amazed me that you have guys in your camp for whatever three weeks, four weeks, however long camps are. Uh, and they've worked out for you, and then you cut them, and then in a day, as you pointed out, you have replaced six or seven guys that you that you cut from your ball club with people who got cut from another ball club, which I always find kind of interesting, quite frankly. You know, Coach, another thing is they've set Tuesday as kind of the deadline for this Jonathan Taylor trade, so not only will yeah. we see all the cuts, but we could see <laughs> JT on the move. Right. So if he doesn't have a deal on Tuesday, what what do they do? Lock him out? Let him come? Make him stand? Or what do they do? I don't know, Coach. I mean, they set these deadlines all the time. You know deadlines make deals, but I don't think there's a true consequence if they don't get this one done. It's been one of the uh, more confusing situations in recent memory, to be honest. Here's a guy who's, who's really, really, really good uh, on a team that's not very good. Uh, I know he had injuries uh, last year. I got all that, but his track record is very impressive with an offense that is going to be centered around a first-year quarterback who's never played, directed by a f- head coach who's never been a head coach before. Uh, and in my mind, as a former coach, even though it's a different sport at a different level, uh, you know, unless you've done it, you know, you can be an assistant. That's right. But now you're the guy making all the decisions and everything's on you. That changes the game. So I'm I'm confused about a lot of things. I'm right there with you. You want your best player out there, like you said, kind of lead the charge think. of the rookie coach, right. rookie quarterback, everything. Right. It's just it's been such a weird situation. Well, we'll find out on Tuesday. Every 15 minutes tonight, Nathaniel Finch with scores and all kinds of stuff. Glad you're here tonight. Have a great night, Nathaniel. Thank you. Coming up, short break, we'll talk about Purdue on Indiana Sports Talk. Welcome back, everyone. I'm Bob Lovell. This is Indiana Sports Talk. Greg Rakestraw joins me. You know, Greg, if I have to give you the intro to Greg Rigstraw, I'm worried about all of you. Uh, a little soccer tonight. Give me the good news on the 11 tonight, Greg. 
The great news is they have won four of five and unbeaten in five. They come from behind to beat Loudoun United two goals to one. Indy is currently in the fifth playoff spot. Top eight teams in the East all make it. And amazingly, Bob, we are down to six weeks and seven matches left to go for the boys in blue, and they are absolutely hitting their stride at the right time of the year. Absolutely are. I mean, they're, and they're doing things offensively and defensively that, that they need to be doing at this particular time of the season. They are. They give up a goal in the first minute, bit of a miscue at the back, and Tommy Washington scores for Loudon to make it 1-0. Indy had the better of the opportunities all night, just couldn't convert until drawing a penalty in the 70th minute. Eunice Budati draws it for the Indy 11. Aiden Quinn converts it. Aiden is uh, kind of racking up USL championship honors seemingly every week. Tonight was his 250th career appearance. He's top 10 in matches played. He's the all-time leader in minutes played in this league's history. He is also the leader in penalties converted in league history. He has made seven this year for the Indy 11. And to give you an example of how special that is, the previous Indy 11 team record for penalties made was also seven. That was by Ioze, who played for us the last five years. Aiden's played for us for the last five months, and he has now tied for the team career lead in penalties made with seven this season. All right, give me the playoff rundown. Give me where we are. So fifth seed, and again, that could change. A couple of the teams involved in the playoff mix with us play tomorrow. But we continue to widen the gap between the Indy 11 and the teams that are on the eighth kind of seed, the bubble, or outside. Right. As of now, that lead is nine points with seven matches left to play. So basically three full matches of an advantage. And in the Eastern Conference – we only play teams that are behind us in terms of the mm-hmm. playoff picture. So things are looking very good for Indy being a postseason team for the first time since 2019. The best at what he does, everybody. Not all of us can say that. Greg Rigstraw from the ISC Sports Network and the voice of the Indy 11 and the voice of every conceivable championship that we play in the state of Indiana. Have a great weekend, Greg. Thanks so much for the call. Thanks, my friend. And you tell Rob Blackman I said hello. Rob Blackman waiting. How about that for a segue? Rob Blackman from the Purdue Radio Network joins us. Hello, Rob. Here's the problem. Greg, he, he got to watch professional soccer tonight. I just sat through girls' high school soccer. Not that I'm complaining because my daughter was playing, but he, I think he watched a little bit higher level of soccer than I watched tonight, Bob. For whom does your daughter play? The Brebuff Braves, and uh, unfortunately, we come out on the short end tonight against oh. the Garen Catholic Golden Eagles 3-0, but the Garen Catholic. They were good tonight, man. We were not. You know my grandson – my only grandchild, the chosen one, is a BJPS graduate. You know that. I did not, but I guess I know now. He was a uh, lacrosse player and um, uh, played on the only lacrosse, the only boys lacrosse team to ever play in the state championship. Um, he was, he was, he was a bad. He's a bad boy. <laughs> he could play in any. He started four years down in Hanover, and so he knows where the he knows where the back of the net's located. So I have spent many a day uh, on the campus of BJPS. Trust me, I, I know my way around. All right, so Purdue Fresno State on the second of September. We are coming up on this day. We got a week. We're ready to go. 
I know that uh, in some ways it feels like it's coming too quickly. In other ways, it feels like it's taken forever to get through training camp. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it kind of feels like that every year. But certainly this year has a has a new a sense of a, a level of excitement. Obviously, because you have a brand new head coach and a right. and a brand new coaching staff, and quite frankly, Bob, a whole lot of new faces that were not wearing Purdue uniforms last year, who are going to be integral parts of this team offensively and defensively. So. Uh, yeah, it'll be it'll be something. Hey, Rob, Rob, yeah, I need you to hang on through this break, okay? Absolutely. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at kisqali.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. Nathaniel Finch with Network Indiana Sports. A pleasure to be joining you from downtown Indianapolis. We appreciate our producers, Kylan Talley and Jack Johnston, behind the glass. So let's get right into it. We'll start with some football scores. Notre Dame, the Fighting Irish, winning 42-3 today in Dublin, Ireland, over the Navy midshipmen. You'll hear a conversation with Dr. Len Clark about that one in a bit later this evening. Let me give you some other football scores. You probably don't care about the UMass-New Mexico State game, right? But come on, week zero, I'm going to give you the football scores. UMass winning 20-10, fourth quarter is that one. Ohio down 10-6 to to San Diego State on the road, third quarter is that game. We're at the halftime for USC and San Jose State. How about this one? USC only ahead by a touchdown, 21-14 that score at the halfway mark of the game. FIU 7, Louisiana Tech nothing. Vanderbilt leads Hawaii 14-7. Jacksonville State beats UTEP 17-14. And again, Notre Dame wins 42-3. Plenty of great scores in NCAA football. Let's quickly breeze through some baseball scores. Orioles, Rockies. Orioles currently head bottom of the 8th, 5-4. Angels over the Mets, 5-3, bottom of the 8th. The White Sox ahead 6-2, bottom of the 8th at home for Chicago. Phillies lead the Cardinals 12-1. Rangers over the Twins 4-2, top of the ninth. Cubs over the Pirates 8-6, top of the ninth in Pittsburgh. D-backs just scored 4-1 over the Reds in the top of the sixth. And a bunch of other scores went final. I'll tell you those next. This is Nathaniel Finch with Network Indiana Sports. Welcome back, everyone. This is Indiana Sports Talk brought to you by Indiana Donor Network. Prior to the break, we were talking with Rob Blackman from the Purdue Radio Network, the Purdue Sports Radio Network. Boilers open up on the 2nd, which would be Saturday against Fresno State at beautiful, beautiful, beautiful ross Stadium. Getting excited, aren't you? You're going to be you're going to be actually working next week. You and I are going to be talking post game next week, getting ready to go. So answer the number one question: Are we healthy right now? Are we healthy getting ready to go into this first game? Uh, yes and no. Probably the biggest concern would be at the center position. Uh, Gus Gus Hartwig, mm. who's a Zionsville kid, uh, started every game last year for Purdue at center. Uh, right up until the end of the season when he got injured. Um, He is not back to full strength. From what I understand, he might be a week two or a week three guy. Uh, Mm -hmm. So probably not going to see him in the season opener, which kind of stinks. The problem there is also the backup, Josh Kaltenberger, the backup center. uh, He, too, is nicked Mm. up, and he might not be ready Mm. until week two. So we Mm -hmm. might be going with the third string center uh, Mm. to, to start things, at least in week one. So, Outside of right. that, Bob, I got to tell you, um, 
pretty pretty healthy across the board. You know, uh, lost a pretty uh, uh, in a wide receiver. We're really excited about a transfer uh, that that got hurt in week two of training camp. Will be lost for the season because of a because of a knee injury. But uh, you know, knock on wood, fingers crossed, and all that good right. stuff. Uh, Purdue's actually stayed pretty healthy through training camp. I know you don't get a chance to see him uh, up close and personal every day, but what's the what are the reports on Hudson Card? Got a lot going, a lot of a lot riding on this kid's arm. Yeah, you know, of all the training camp practices we've had to this point, I've been to six, maybe seven, probably, and uh, without a question, he is uh, he's QB number one. And uh, and I say that definitively because he is clearly the best quarterback on the on the field. Um, right, and I and. and I don't think it's any. I, I, I was I was pretty much uh, my my thought on that. I think was confirmed when the Big Ten Network guys came out to do their uh, their their uh, yearly show <laughs> and they spent a day with us. And right. as soon as as soon as training camp was over, they were just raving about Hudson Card and how he's going to be one of the top quarterbacks in the league. So I figure if those guys are saying it, then maybe maybe I know what I'm talking about on this one. But without a doubt, he is the real deal. I mean, think about this. You know, he started last year at Texas uh, early in the season. Uh, he's played in a high-level game, played against Alabama last year. Uh, he, he threw for almost 1,000 yards last year, Bob, and he only played in four games. Um, so Yikes. that's how good he Yikes. was at Texas last year. <laughs> right, um, right. So, yeah, a lo- lot of reasons to be excited about him. Um, if, if uh, heaven forbid, he would go down with injury, uh, it would probably be Bennett Meredith, who's a transfer from uh, from Arizona State. Uh, I think he's the number two quarterback for the moment. The problem is he's never played in a game, college game. So <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. if you're a Purdue fan, uh, make sure you go to church tomorrow and pray that Hudson Card stays healthy <laughs> <laughs> for the entire season because I think we're going to need right. that guy well, to stay healthy. <laughs> now, that's, now, listen, that's why I asked the question to start with is you got you got we talk about this every year, you know, Purdue and, 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 and IU and, and other other teams, yeah, they have some skilled guys. They have some really talented guys. They don't have as many as Ohio State and Michigan do. That's the that's always the issue. And so when you got a guy like Hudson Card, please protect him and make sure he's okay and uh, give bonuses to the training staff to keep him on the field. <laughs> yeah, and I, you know, I I think that's a great point. I, I always think back to to Rondale Moore and when he got injured in week four against Minnesota uh, in his sophomore season and things just went downhill from there. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're right. Uh, when you have a really, really special player, uh, you're right. If you're at a Purdue, um, you don't have as many of those guys as they have at Ohio State no. and as they have at Michigan no. and Penn State. So got to keep, keep those guys healthy. That's always a big part of your, your team's success. I'm a huge fan, obviously, uh, of, of the Boilers. Love what they do. The ground game should be good. Uh, you know, Maccabi was a great, great revelation, uh, revelation last year. We root yeah. for him because he's a Boonville kid. We love him. But you know what? Uh, you still have question marks on the defensive side of the ball. Even though Ryan Walters is a, a great defensive mind, still question marks right there. Especially at cornerback. Um, when you look now at the guys that are left on this Purdue roster that have cornerback by their name, every one of them is either a freshman or a transfer. There are no corners mm-hmm. on the roster that were on the team last year. So that is a real big mm-hmm. concern. Now, there are some guys that had success at other schools that have transferred in, but you don't know, right. if that's, obviously, if that will translate to Purdue. So that is certainly, without a question, the biggest question mark. 
how can Purdue hold up a corner? But you make a great point, Bob. I think one thing that puts a Purdue fan or should put them at ease is the fact that Ryan Walters was so good as a defensive coordinator the last two years at Illinois. You feel like he and the defensive staff can coach that side of the football up enough that even if you aren't maybe quite as talented on that side of the ball, they're going to be coached well enough that they can still do some really good things. I'm a big believer, especially in football, that you can out-scheme people. You can't do it very long, but you can out you can out scheme certain people, and I have no doubt that that's Coach Walters' mo. Is that he's going to put together a, a scheme that'll work? But uh, we find out in a week. I know you're excited. You're already, I'm sure, getting ready for this game. Preparation wise, are you not? A lot of prep work, and again, well, there's so many new faces on this roster. I'm kind of having to relearn the <laughs> relearn our ball club. <laughs> Let's just say it looks a lot different than the team we had on the field last year. So, and, and that doesn't necessarily mean it's going to be a bad thing. Could could be a good thing, but we're all, we're all going to find out together. I think next Saturday. Rob Blackman, thank you so much. I can't do my Saturdays without you. I'm already excited about basketball, but you know we've got plenty of time to talk about that. Boilers open up on the second of September against Fresno State. This is the man himself, Rob Blackman. Rob, thank you so much. Have a great weekend. Okay, Bob, thank you. Have a great weekend. Thanks so much. Coming up, scoreboard update with the man himself, Mr. Mr. Scoreboard Update, Nathaniel Finch. Got a lot of football to talk about. A lot of football to talk about. Also, coming up this hour, Matt Taylor will join us, and we'll talk about the Colts. That's all coming up on Network Indiana's Indiana Sports Talk. We are so glad you're with us. Top of the hour scoreboard update coming up with Nathaniel Finch. We're back talking more football on Indiana Sports Talk.